Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. Welcome to episode one of season six, my US road trip part two. In this season, I kick things off with two weeks in New Orleans. There, I head to a couple of competitions and spend some time hanging out with the who's who of Southern Barbecue. From there, it's up to Kansas City for four days of Barbecue Nirvana at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's Annual Conference and Excellence Awards. The final two weeks of the journey see us heading to Arkansas for some R&R including bass fishing, monster trucks, a state cook-off association competition, an AK-47, and a brush with a tornado. And of course, you're coming with me. This episode sees me head out to Hammond, an hour outside of New Orleans. We'd arrived in New Orleans from Australia at 4pm on Friday, and by 8am Saturday, I was meeting some absolute legends of the game. What impressed me about this competition was the complete community backing of the event. Now, Hammond is a small town. There's only one main street in and out, split right down the middle by a parallel train line. Both sides of the road are shut down and filled with barbecue teams. This year, there were 47 professional teams, 45 amateur teams, and four kids teams. The town was packed as a whole community came out to support the event and raise money for the local community, which was heartwarming to see. And, in true Louisiana style, the trophies were pyrographed crawfish pot paddles. Before we get into it, I'd like to let you know about our awesome merch shop. We've got our incredible Smoking Hot Confessions tumblers, as well as hats, t-shirts, and stickers. There's also two amazing ebooks: 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue and the Delicious Bacon Manifesto. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a barbecue group full of open-minded people who just love to help each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself a crawfish po' boy and join me as I hit the pavement and chat with the champs at the Hammond Barbecue Challenge. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Founded in 2016, the family-owned Fired Up Barbecue is the barbecue caterer you've been looking for. This is American-style barbecue at its best. All meats are smoked in a traditional wood-fired offset smoker. This ensures only the most authentic barbecue experience for your festival, wedding, birthday party or corporate event. With one of the most impressive trailer smokers on the road today, Bob and his team are based in Sydney but have been spotted as far afield as the Gold Coast, Melbourne or even Adelaide. In fact, their barbecue was hugely popular at both Sydney and Melbourne meat stocks. In addition to private catering, Bob also offers a barbecue school. This great, fun, half-day course is suitable for beginners through to intermediate-level barbecuers and includes an all-you-can-eat barbecue lunch. It is perfect for corporate team-building events or as a special gift for that special someone. To find out more and book Fired Up Barbecue for your next event, head on over to fireduppbarbecue.com.au. That's fireduppbbq.com.au. 
Hey folks, Ben from Spoken Hot Confessions here. We're in beautiful downtown Hammond, Louisiana. And uh, the first gentleman to uh, show me some hospitality today is Mike from QL. Mate, how are you going? Uh, everything's going fine. Uh, we haven't cooked for five months, but uh, we haven't forgotten how to do it. This is, I think we're up to about our 490th contest. So it's something that just kind of comes natural after you do so many. Wow, so how long ago did you start in, in competition barbecue then? Uh, we started uh, actually 20 years ago. We did a couple backyard contests, and then the next year we started doing KCBS. And um, you kind of get addicted to it. <laughs> you certainly do, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Now, what can you tell me about, uh, about what you're cooking on here this weekend? We've got this beautiful big black trailer here. It looks like something out of the old Knight Rider TV show. I'm, I'm just waiting to see you drive a Corvette in the back of it. What do you got inside there? Uh, I've got a Deep South, which is my main cooker, and then uh, um, I've got a Peoria Custom Cooker. We call it a Mini Meat Monster, which is basically a, uh, a real high-tech grill, insulated, uh, double wall. We can um, use it with like a barbecue guru, throttle it down, or we can open it up and let it get up. You know, when we're cooking steaks, we can let the grill grates get like 600 degrees, so we get nice uh, marks on it. Oh, beautiful. And so has it been performing well for you this weekend? Yeah, so far, yeah. And I just put a rotisserie in the uh, grill, and I did a test run last night. I, I was I was pleased with the results. Because I used to use a rotisserie on chicken all the time, and uh, once we got in the trailer, it was uh, the grills I were using didn't lend themselves to cooking inside. So we do all our cooking inside. We have good ventilation, which we learned at first uh, we didn't. So I put a 460 cubic foot uh, exhaust fan in. Now we don't have any problems. Yeah, I can imagine in a in a closed space like that trailer, that would uh, that, that would get pretty bad pretty quick. Yeah, it did. I, I, I'm a cigar smoker, and uh, you know I don't mind the good smoke, but that that smoke's not. Uh, it's a little acrid, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many years have you been coming here to the Hammond uh, Barbecue Challenge? Oh, uh, this will be our fourth. This is our 14th year here. It's uh it's probably uh, one of our favorite contests, uh, and uh, I'll come here as long as I can. I'm getting older, so, so at some point I got to stop. Yeah. So what is it that, that keeps bringing you back here then to this festival? Uh, the seafood down here, the oysters. I love coming down south. They got fresh seafood. But no, the people here, we know, we know everybody here. And a lot of old timers come here. And I look around and, you know, a lot of new cooks and stuff. But there's still people that started cooking when, when I started 19 years ago. So, you know, we get a visit with them. So a lot of southern hospitality, too. That's what I've heard about Eric. Apparently, he the competitors come here almost for what he puts on around the competition as much as they do for the competition itself. Right. They feed you um, uh, Friday night, and then they have breakfast Saturday morning for you, too. So I just smelled that this morning, and I had to, I, I had to hit the road here, but I was like, oh, it smells so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. So of the hand-ins that you've got to do today, what do you think is going to be your strongest hand-in? Uh, the last few years, brisket has been. I mean, we uh, through our whole career, brisket's been our, one of our better uh, uh, categories. We were uh, team of the year in KCBS one year, and I think we were second several years, too, in brisket. Wow. And it's just, just one of those good categories. So we just learned how to do it. KCBS team of the year brisket. That's awesome. Well, we were team of the year, too. We tied in 2006 for the overall team of the year, and then in 2010, we were the outright team of the year, and then... We've been team of the year in chicken twice, team of the year in ribs once, team of the year in pork twice, team of the year in brisket once. So, Wow, so you just hit them all in. Yeah, I, th I think we might be the only team that's won all four of the uh, categories. Oh, that's so good. So can I ask you for a couple of tips then for cooking brisket? 
Well, and we do it kind of an odd way, but it, it works. So when we get our meat inspected on Friday, we start cooking it then, and we cook it up to about 185, and then we wrap it tightly. We throw it in a cambro and let it cool down slowly, and then we throw it on ice, stop it, and then uh, we take it out, and uh, the next morning we cook it up to our final temperature. So that double cook and letting it rest at a, at a temperature, because you're... Your collagen and the, the stuff that holds it together that you need to break down to make it tender breaks down between like 190 and 170. So you want to hold it at that temperature for a long time. And uh, it's worked out really well for us. Mate, that sounds beautiful. Thank you so much for those tips. And look, I'm, I, I realize you're a busy man this morning, so I'm going to say thank you very much for your yeah. time. Well, thank no you for your hospitality and best of luck for the competition. Well, thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We're in beautiful downtown Hammond, Louisiana in the US of A. And talking to me right now, I've got Adam from Cajun Blaze. Mate, how you going? Good, man. Got it going on this morning, enjoying the beautiful weather. Yeah, it is lovely. And I'm looking forward to a little bit more sunshine coming out because I'm from the Gold Coast. Uh, my wife calls it the Florida of, of Australia. A little bit chilly for me, but uh, you're a Louisiana local, I understand. Yes, 45 minutes away. That's it. Oh. Quick, quick drive. So good, so good. So. What do you bring then as a Louisiana barbecue team? What sort of different flavors and uh, sort of styles do you bring to this barbecue competition? I don't try to bring anything different. I try to just keep it down low, smooth flavor. Not trying to bring anything different. I just want to keep it smooth and simple. Okay, so you sort of follow the path for the KCBS handings. That's it. No matter where I go, same stuff. Right, I see. Okay. And so tell me what you're cooking on here, this beautiful big red trailer behind us. So we have... Uh, four bunk beds, a bathroom, prep table, two smokers, sink, hot water heater, and a shower. Oh, shower's shower. so good. Yeah, that's the most important part. Oh, definitely, absolutely. And are they old hickories, did I see? One's an old hickory and one's a backwoods. Tell me about the backwoods. Backwoods is insulated, reverse flow with a water pan. Fire hits the water pan, gets diverted up hollow walls, hits the roof, and goes down over the meat. Exhaust is at the bottom goes out the top so it's reverse reverse flow everything cooks pretty even wow okay and so do you find that the the different proteins respond differently to the different uh, to, to the two different smokers you got there definitely definitely because i can cook chicken in this one and i can't figure chicken out in this one at all it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. so so tell me about your chicken then how do you like to go about doing chicken i cook my chicken uh bunched up real tight in a pan cook thighs in butter bath one hour open in the smoke and one hour covered to tenderize, dunk them in sauce and put them back on to set the sauce. Process doesn't work in this one. It's really weird. <laughs> okay. So the, just to get back to those smokers then, if, if the process doesn't work, what what's the difference between the old hickory then and the backwoods? Like how, backwoods, how does the old hickory work? Backwoods is a wet cooker. Yep. This is a dry cooker. It has a, a domed lid and there's a fan in there that blows air in, in a circle the whole time. So everything on every shelf cooks evenly. It's a dry heat with air, so everything kind of dries out in there. And this is a wet cook. So would that be fair to say then that the old hickory is best for something like brisket, sort of more red meat sort of thing? That's right. Chicken and pork get cooked in this one, and brisket and ribs get cooked in this one. Oh, nice, nice. So what are you hoping for this weekend? What, which of the four categories are you wanting to, to grab? All four. All four? All four, yeah. <laughs> so what's your history like at this competition? How many times you've been here? What, which of those uh, categories have you taken up in, in the past? This is my sixth year probably at this one. 
and we won it in 2014. So it's been five years since we won, but still pretty good to win this one. It's a big field. A lot of teams come from up north because they're snowed in. They come down to cook this one to, to enjoy the weather, you know what I mean? So first time we cooked it, we came out seventh. I think we may have been in the top ten every time we cooked here. Oh, wow, so good. Yep. So what do you think is your secret then that, that, that sets you apart from the other teams? I don't know, consistency, I guess. I don't know, just do everything the same. Once I find a recipe that works, just try to repeat it every single time. That's it, just be consistent. Don't miss a step. Excellent. Now, I did just see you pulling uh, bunches of kale out of an esky there. Mm -hmm. In Australia, we tend to just present on parsley. We, we can, if we want to, use kale, but a lot of people prefer to use parsley. Why do you go with kale? It's easier. It takes less time to make a box. And if you're judging the meat only, it shouldn't be an issue. Ah, that might be the difference then, because presentation is part of our scoring system in Australia, so maybe that's part Presentation of it. is here too, but they're not supposed to judge what's underneath. They're supposed to judge the meat. So you do get a presentation ah. score, and it was kind of scary when they did start uh, allowing kale to make the jump to try to use it because everybody always presented on parsley. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I, I think our, our presentation is on the, the box as a whole. Yeah. So things like, you know, if, if we get sauce on the inside of the box, we get marked down, that sort of thing. So maybe that's what the difference is. I guess. You know, they, they're not supposed to judge your garnish. It's supposed to just focus on the meat but the garnish is in there so you want to take your time make it look pretty you know yeah i do hate making those parsley boxes so australia let's make the switch to kale oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely awesome well look mate i can see that your your teammates over here are giving you the uh the old hurry up to get back on board the trailer so i'm going to say thank you very much for your time all right man. and best of luck for the competition all right thank you Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. I'm at beautiful downtown Hammond in Louisiana for the Hammond Barbecue Challenge. And taking a bit of time out from his busy schedule to talk to me is Darren from Iowa Smoky D's Barbecue. One of the biggest names I've ever heard of in the scene. Mate, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. How's the competition been for you? It's good, it's good. Going well this morning. I, I gotta admit, I'm a little bit uh, fanboy today. I'm a little bit starstruck. I was I was one of the invitational teams that came out to compete at the Houston World okay. Barbecue Championship yeah. last year. Okay. And your trailer, I remember your trailer was next door to us in the inter, in the uh, masters area. Yeah. And uh, I was too I was too uh, shy to come up and say hello, but uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's good to meet you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, and I really do um, appreciate your time. So coming from Iowa then, what sort of flavors are you bringing from Iowa to this uh, Louisiana barbecue competition? You know, we're taking the same flavors we take anywhere around the country. You know, we, we really don't change anything, whether we're in Florida, whether we're in Louisiana, whether we're in upper Wisconsin, doesn't matter. We really don't change anything. You know, I always say good barbecue is good barbecue no matter where you cook it. Fair enough, that is true. And uh, do you spend most of your time doing KCBS competitions or do you go into the other uh, organizations? Yeah, well, we do mostly KCBS. We do do FBA, the Florida Barbecue. We've done a couple of those. We've do, done some IBCA, you know, down in Texas. So it's a lot of fun. We just like to cook, so. How are the different organizations um, different? Well, I mean, IBCA, you're dealing with cooking half chickens, uh, ribs, and brisket, so there's no pork involved. KCBS, you're dealing with chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket, but you're dealing with garnish in the box and only six pieces, you know, minimum in the box. FBA, same, uh, kind of a mix of the two. No garnish, but ten pieces in the box. Ten pieces? Wow. That, that, that's interesting. Is that because there's ten judges on the table or just because they just want ten? That's just the way they do it. That's, uh, I don't think there's ten judges. I think they just do it with ten. 
Must be just to feed the officials afterwards. I, I guess, I guess. But it's a lot of fun. Same same concept, though. Yeah. So did you make it back to Houston this year? We were. We were back on Champions Corner again. We won the Royal last October, which threw us back into Houston. Oh, so, so good. Yeah, we didn't make a final this year, but, you know, it was still a lot of fun, as you as you can attest. Houston's the best party on the planet. Oh, it is, man. It was wild. I, I was there. It was 125,000 people on the Saturday yeah. night when I was there. Yeah, it's crazy. I usually measure it in the cases of beer. I think they sell like 50-some <laughs> thousand cases of beer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So can you tell me a little bit about what you're cooking on this weekend? So I'm cooking on a jambo pit. You know, so we've got the, you know, chickens still sitting in the refrigerator. Our ribs are here cooking away. The pork and brisket's already wrapped, just waiting for it to finish. And what sort of temperatures do you run it at? Like, do you cook everything at one temperature in the jambo, or do you have different... Uh, different? No, we do. We, we run everything at 275 to 300 degrees. It, it really depends where the pit wants to run today. You know, I try not to stifle it down. I just, but most of the time that's going to lay between 275 and 300 degrees. Oh, interesting. Cool. So what do you like most about the Jambo? Well, it's simplistic. You know, there's no electronics. Nothing's ever going to go wrong. Um, if you lose your coal base and lose your fire, it's real easy. You build another fire and off you go again. So it's not like you have a control board that goes out or something, you know, and, and the beauty of the Jambo is, you know, when you cook on it, you have the ability to raise that temperature or lower that temperature, you know, 50 degrees in a matter of minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't doesn't really hold the heat in the chamber it's all about moving air through the chamber you know so it's you, you can make a lot of adjustments let's say you're running behind i can crank that up real quick but then i can lower it right back down so it's got excellent draft then it's oh, probably yeah. the key Just, to it yeah, it's all about the airflow in the jambo so good look one more thing that i want to talk about i'm really impressed with all these different trailers and things here like our, our game in australia there's only i think one team maybe two that's got anything remotely close to these so can you tell me a little bit about what's behind these big red walls well you know i mean we've got you know we do this 35 to 40 times a year so we say if you're going to do that you got to be comfortable doing it you can't be unloading trailers and easy up tents and things so you know our setup really consists of um you know taking taking the wood out of the back of the trailer you know, the Jambo's already back there. We roll out the awning. We're really ready to go. So it's all about, you know, we've got living quarters up there because you got to be comfortable. you got to get good sleep if you're going to compete good. You know, you want to have a prep area with a kitchen and then the smoker back here. Lovely, man. I love the sound of that. So what advice do you think that you'd have for uh, for competitors in the, in the scene? You know, I mean, just competitors. Most people want to know flavor profile and, and everything. It's really a tenderness game. It doesn't matter what you put on the meat you know it really doesn't matter you don't want to offend any judge most people miss the tenderness you know and it's and it's a tenderness game if you cook tender meat and you're consistent about it you're going to win mate wise words thank you so much for your time i realize that you got to get back to it today i yeah. appreciate you taking time out to talk to me and uh thank you very much all right it was fun Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here at the beautiful uh, Hammond Barbecue Challenge down here in Louisiana. And uh, Brad from uh, Kushan225 has taken a few minutes out of his day. And not just that, he's actually letting us record inside his trailer, which is awesome. Mate, thanks very much for your time and no how are you enjoying the weekend? Oh, it's a great weekend. Beautiful weather, perfect barbecue weather. Perfect time to be out here with friends and family, make new friends, and uh, try to win a few prizes here. Mate, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's right. So with a name like Kushon225, I'm assuming that you're a uh, native Louisianan team? Correct, correct. Uh, so, so what sort of flavors then does, uh, does the Louisiana sort of influence your barbecue? Uh, a little more on the, on the spicy side, uh, a little cayenne, uh, 
Cajun flair. Uh, a little sweet, but not much. Okay, and uh, the the judges obviously uh, like that because you're. Uh, that's okay. Okay, the 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 judges obviously like that because you you've been doing quite well. So, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, we we find in Australia that the judges don't really respond well to heat um, above the Queensland border. So, do you find that the uh, the different states judges have a little bit different flavour profiles? I do. Uh, you know, uh, a little sweeter towards Florida, uh, a little blander towards the the middle states. Uh, actually, a little more heat in Texas than than here. Oh, really? Uh, I find here the. A good sweet heat combination is, is good. Uh, I found that in Texas I needed a little more, little more heat than what I normally do. Right, as in like cayenne heat or just straight black pepper heat? Just black pepper uh, with maybe a touch of cayenne, but more black pepper. Ah, oh, interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so tell me what you're cooking on this weekend. Uh, this weekend I'm cooking on uh, custom-made uh, drums. They're called Styx Barbecue Drums. They're an octagon shape, uh, custom-made by... Uh, pit builder Chad Mayu out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Wow. Uh, he sponsors me here, so he supplies me with them. Uh, great drums, hold perfect temperature. Uh, I do run uh, gurus on them, and uh, I can load a full basket of charcoal, and I've actually ran my pit at 275 for uh, about 24 hours. Oh, without wow. It, without it killing, without having, and I actually had to shut it down at that point. So these, these drums are really good. Uh, he builds a great, uh, great product, and then I also use a uh, a Rectech as well. Okay, yep, yep. So just um, on the topic of those drums, what difference does the octagonal shape make? Do you know? None really. It's it's just a it's to uh, kind of separate himself from from everyone else. He originally started making the round drums, which I used to use, and then he went to these and little thicker metal hold heat better. Uh, very comparable to a gateway drum. Uh, as far as thickness and the, the way that they hold heat. Beautiful, beautiful, I interesting. And the, the Rectech pellet grill, what um, what flavor pellets do you run through that? I actually run B&B uh, &B, uh, charcoal brand, uh, which is a oak, cherry, and pecan blend. I, strong pecan flavors in all of my cooking. I'm, I'm a real pecan fan. I love that too, it's so good, yeah. so good. So what, what do you think that you're bringing to this competition that's gonna set you apart from everybody else? Uh, hopefully brisket. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's my strong suit. Uh, uh, so that's that's what I'm hoping to, to do. I'm hoping that I, I hit my flavors that I've been doing and my textures and tenderness. Uh, and then this is my hometown cook. I grew up 15 minutes down the street from here. Oh, wow. Uh, I live 30 minutes away now. Uh, I have a, I actually own two restaurants and specialty meat shops. One of them is here in Hammond. So I'm, I'm a local guy, a lot of people here, so doing well here is good for business as well. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. so what's your history like at this competition then? Uh, started here, this is the fourth year I've been here, so the uh, fifth year I've been here for four years though, it's the fifth competition. Uh, started off as a brand new cook, this was my first competition as a cook. Uh, thought I knew how to barbecue, because I own restaurants, you know, and come in, thought I nailed everything, you know, just like a new cook. I've got 20 grills out there. I've got tables everywhere. I got <laughs> aluminum full and paper towel, and, you know, just a new cook. Thought I nailed it, finished in the bottom five in every category. Humbling experience, but made me want to get better. Gave you the thirst it, and the it, oh, I was hooked from that point. And I've been going for four years now. Uh, it's done really well here in chicken in the past. Last year, I won the brisket category here. Oh, so uh, good. So, uh, you know, it's... Never, never uh, gotten the grand yet. 
I'm still not a grand champion. I've gotten a few reserves, several reserves, uh, uh, but I'm hoping to get that elusive grand one day. Yeah, yeah. So I got my first first place pork last weekend in four years. It's the only category I never had one in, and I finally <laughs> got one last weekend in Pensacola. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So without giving too many of your secrets away, can you run us through how you uh, go about doing your brisket? Uh, brisket is, uh, you know, I, as a specialty meat shop, I sell competition briskets. So I carry inland, uh, I'm sorry, uh, imperial Wagyu briskets is what I carry. So uh, I get them in. I like a heavier brisket, 18 to 20 pounds. I trim Ooh. it down to about to about eight pounds when I'm finished. I do separate. Uh, being on a drum, I do separate point and flat. Yep. Uh, cook them, you know, light light seasoning undercoat, uh, medium coat uh, on the top. And then I've got a friend of mine that I think you just interviewed, Adam and Jason with Cajun Blaze. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They, uh, Jason actually makes a really really phenomenal steak and beef rub oh and yeah I've got, I've got some from him and i use it as a top coat and it's really helped my brisket program come along a lot since then uh, so i use that and then uh just smoke it for three hours open you know i cook hot and fast yep uh 300 yep. degrees so uh three hours open then i wrap until uh, i hit my temperatures and at that point it's just do the judges like it Happy days, yeah. That's yeah. it. So how's that going to impact your friendship then if you end up winning brisket with his rub? Well, it's not too bad. I've beat him several times with his rub, but I, I, <laughs> I, I share so my sauce with then. him. I, I make a sauce, I give him my sauce, and he's beat me every time with my sauce. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's a it's a shared friendship, you know. you know, we Just share everything. and Beautiful. We're, we're competitive, it. but we're also very friendly, you know, just like the whole barbecue community. That, that is what I love about it. Yeah, we're all competitive, but we're all competitive together. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So good. Well, look, mate, I can hear the alarms going off outside on the uh, on the drums. So I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. No problem. And uh, best of luck with the competition. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, folks. Ben for Smoking Hot Confessions here. I'm at beautiful downtown Hammond. We're in a barbecue festival literally in the main street of town. And I've got with me Mike from Chick, Swine and Bovine here, who happens to be on the board of directors of KCBS and Operation Barbecue Relief. Mate. You're living the dream. You're everywhere in the in the barbecue world. I'm, I'm retired, and it's barbecue. It's 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 a good life. Are you retired though? That sounds it, like you'd be busier than when you were working. Yeah, but it's it's both are. You get more out of it than you give, so it's good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, how many times have you been here to the uh, barbecue festival? Uh, this is our eighth, ninth. I'm not one of those. I think I think for, I think this is the ninth. I'm trying to remember back. 2010, 2011 was our first one. Right, that's awesome. So you're obviously a, uh, a repeat offender. What yeah. is it that keeps bringing you back to this particular festival? The organizers, Eric and Jody, just go out of their way, and their whole crew, whatever they can do to help you. Uh, it's They do a great cook's dinner. They do a great cook's breakfast. They look out, what what do you need? They get you in there. I mean, we're right downtown. It's, as you mentioned, it's it's challenging you know, if anything, we got trains, we got everything else, but it kind of makes it unique. And I first started coming when I lived in Maryland, and where would you, in, in the States, you'd rather be south in, the, in March than you would rather be in Maryland. Yep. So yep. we did a little southern swing where we'd do multiple contests and stay south for a month or so. And uh, got so nice, we decided to move south, so. Wow, yeah, so you're actually based in Florida now, I understand. Yeah, we're in Pensacola. So Maryland and then Florida, what kind of uh, individual flavors and uh, di di sort of different profiles are you bringing to this Louisiana competition? Well, fortunately, 
good barbecue is good barbecue, and hopefully we have some today. But uh, we're more of a Kansas City flavor, and we've, we're blessed. We've, we've won our share of competitions, and we've, we've won in 10 or 11 different states, and our flavors tend to, used to anyway, travel pretty well. So it's, uh, you don't want to offend the judges, you know, a little sweet, a little heat. Cook it till it's done is what there's a couple really good cooks out there. That's their motto. So as long as it tastes good, the judges are going to take care of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, speaking of judges, um, being on the board of directors for KCBS, how have you seen that, uh, th- that organization evolve over time? Well, I'm on my fifth year as a, one of the directors, and it's, everything runs in cycles, I guess. Uh, the judges kind of dictate what the cooks cook because even though years ago when we started cooking uh, Wagyu briskets, it wasn't necessarily hitting because it was something unusual. They weren't used to it. And if they don't like it, people aren't going to cook it. Uh, and it became, then it became the norm. Then we got to these gold briskets. And then now a lot of us are cooking these A9 briskets out of a, the butcher shop in Pensacola, Florida. And they're, they're awesome. And it's just that next step above. And if you're cooking whatever it is, and the judges it doesn't score, and you find something that does score, you're going to stick with it, whether it be a certain cut of meat, certain brand. Uh, if it continues to make the judges happy, and you cook it right, you're not going to change. And if somebody's doing something right, it tends to get spread around, and more and more people will learn about it. And as long as the judges like it, it's going to go. But if their tastes change then the cooks are going to have to change. That's interesting. I've never sort of thought of it from that perspective. But, yeah, I, I guess the judges really do set the trends in the scene, don't they? Right. I mean, the, the appearance of the boxes and stuff, you know, you might see another team do something that looks really neat. And if, you know, appearances counts the least, but everything counts when you're, everybody's shooting for a nine on appearance because that way you might have a little leeway, leeway later on. So... That you might have cooks come up with different designs and layouts and things, but it comes down to what it tastes like. It's, you know, what's it feel in the mouth? Does it taste good? When, when you chew it, is it swelling? You know, we've got all these people that come up with these different tests that aren't what uh, KCBS uh, does or sanctions, um, not in our instructions. But so we, this last year we were trying to go, okay, what's it feel like in your mouth? Does it feel good? Is it swelling? Is it real chewy? Is it tough? You know, you can tell that from your mouth mm. as well as you can tell the, does it taste good? What's the flavor of it? You know, so that's, it's taste and tenderness. If it's really hard to chew, it's not tender. You know, if it's real mushy, that's too tender. So it's really a mouth feel is what, what the judges should be going by. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. So before I let you go, can you tell me a bit about what you're cooking on this weekend? This is the best smoker on the circuit. Um, of course. No, it's it literally is. It's probably one, I, I don't know the exact number, but I would say more grand championships than any other. And I would, will say more world championships than any other pit. It's really? A, it's wow. A, it's a jambo pit made by Jamie Gear out of Burleson, Texas. Uh, I can point, there's, there's five, wait, one, two, three. There's four just on this street right here. Uh, I can see three right there. There's, there's one on the other side of us right here. 
there's, uh, I mean, within 50 feet of me, there's 10 of them right here easy, if not 12. And that's just on this little block. Yeah, and we've got about three or four blocks right, here along. So. Right, so it, it really is, they're, they're not cheap, but they're well-made. This is our second. We, we did like 170,000 miles on our first one. Wow. And we upgraded to, uh, this is a J3. It's a little easier for us to move around. Uh, with my wife and I, we're getting older. I miss my J5. I wish I'd never sold it. It's out still cooking. I sold it to somebody else because I didn't think I needed to. I should have kept it. Uh, but it, uh, they're they're great pits. We've won grand championship with this, you know. So, it's uh, it's a competition cooker. You're not going to go out and cater necessarily for any quantity of people with something like this. But you could, if you're doing right, you're going to cook a good contest. So is that just a question of volume then? Because it's what's that? Twenty four inch by. Uh, it's what? a thir- this is a thirty inch barrel. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all in how you put it in there. The other one I had is a 26, and I was able to cook a couple whole pack of briskets, uh, three or four butts, you know, four racks of ribs and chicken and everything else that I needed to do a contest. So it it works. I mean, but, you know, you get the old Hickory Pits, which does a lot with Operation Barbecue Relief and donates some awesome equipment for us. They... You know, we can put 80 butts at one time on one of these cookers. I've seen the Operation Barbecue yeah. Relief uh, Old Hickory Pit. That thing yeah. is a monster. Yeah, that's, and it's uh, so you cater with something like that. You don't necessarily sure. cater. If, if I'm catering, I'm charging you a lot of money because <laughs> cause it's, there's only so much I can do in here. So to right. make it worthwhile. Yeah, fantastic. Look, I appreciate your time. I realize right. that you got to start getting Thank ready you. for some handies. I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with the competition. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You too. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. I'm at the uh, downtown Hammond Barbecue Challenge. It's a beautiful day. There's smoke in the air. Things are looking really good. With me right now, I've got the man himself, Eric Fares of, of Hammond Barbecue Inc. Now, you remember Eric from uh, season three of the podcast last year. I interviewed him about this very competition. And now here I am 12 months later. I'm here in person. It's wonderful. Thanks it is, for coming. Mate, thanks for having me here. It is absolutely fantastic. What do you think about this, the weather? This is beautiful. I'm I'm from the Gold Coast. I think we're sort of on a similar equator line. Right. And uh, mate, th- this is like home for me. Hey, I'm telling you, this is, uh, as they call it, chamber commerce weather. Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> uh-huh. beautiful. So, uh, how is this uh, festival sort of shaping up this weekend? It's great. The weather is a big part of it, but we have uh, 49 proteins from 14 different states in here. Uh, we have 40 uh, backyard teams competing and uh, eight kid teams competing over the Chicken Little. We have uh, on this side of the tracks, we have all the pros. That side of the tracks, we have all the locals, along with the vendor area over there, too. So we're, it's, it's, uh, it can't help but get out in this weather. It's just so beautiful, mate. So g- given that you've literally got uh, this side of the tracks, that side of the tracks, which side is the right side and the wrong side of the tracks? Always this side, the side I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we, it, it's, uh, the reason we have uh, one side of the tracks is because the train is still a working train. is the Canadian line that comes from, Cana- from Canada that goes all the way down to New Orleans. There's nothing we can do. And in KCBS, if you okay, if you miss the time turn in, you're disqualified. You have a 10-minute window, five before, five after. If you miss that, you're disqualified. So we keep it on one side. 
Right, okay. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I was going to ask, does that mean that you have to uh, line up the train times with your with your hand-in times? But, no. of course, if, if all the pro teams are on this side right. and everyone else on that side, then that's fine. Exactly. And that, that's why we do it. The city, the beautiful city and, and city council and the community would like us to expand, but we can't cross the tracks. And then if we go way if you notice... Uh, down this way, uh, we, it's too far from turn-in, which is right where we're standing. So it, it's just a time, uh, a time thing and a distance thing. Yeah. So yep. Yep. Got it. So with competitors from 14 different states, what kind of different flavor profiles or influences are we going to see here in this competition? The great thing about KCBS, the judges travel. So it doesn't matter what region you're in, they're going, you, you cook the profile for KCB Barbecue Society, which is mostly sweet, tangy, uh, it's a little hot on the back end. And because they all the judges travel so well. So it's not really a regional thing you know, when, when you're doing the KCBS thing. Interesting. So I, I guess competition uh, barbecue transcends boundaries then. It's sort of... Exactly. You know, you have the, the Kansas City, the hot and sweet and, and sticky, then the Memphis, the wet, sweet, the, the Carolinas, the, the, the vinegar base, that kind of stuff. We have four or five teams from Virginia. They've changed because they're cooking KCBS. They've changed to a sweet and sticky kind of sauce instead of the, the vinegar base. Uh, the sauce they usually use. Ah, right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been talking to a few different teams this morning from around the place, and I've uh, I've been asking them. So, what kind of influences are you bringing? And they're all just saying, "Look, we're just cooking competition barbecue." Right. That's, and and or or they just don't want to tell me their secrets. Well, they, they do. <laughs> most of them do. You know, the the different sanctioning bodies like IBCA is a Texas Texas kind of thing where you'll have more of the hot pepper beef kind of thing. Kansas City is more of the sweet ribs kind of thing, and Memphis is the wet, just juicy kind of kind of sweetness. So, but when you do KCBS, they, they try to do the single, the, the sweet and the tangy with a little spice on the end. Mm. I'm actually road tripping through Louisiana and then up through Memphis and then up through St. Louis before hitting Kansas City for the NBBQA well, you'll, conference. You'll so. see it all. You'll see it all then, all the regions. I've, I've got a checklist in the glove box of the car, and I'm like, tick, tick, tick. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what they, you have to do. And you have to make a list or you'll, you'll you know, go crazy trying to figure it out. Yeah. Now, when you're in Memphis, the, the rendezvous, the, 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 the most famous one in Memphis, and then, of course, down Beale Street, you know, you have all that. But rendezvous is right there by the Peabody Hotel, right around the corner. Sounds good to me. I'll, yep. I'll uh, have to definitely go and uh, check them out. Yep. So it. how has this competition evolved in the last couple of years? The main thing is the size of the rigs have changed. I have noticed that there are some big rigs here. Big rigs. Uh, you still have a couple 20 by 20 people with their tents and set up. But then you have these massive rigs that come in that have uh, a 40-foot uh, motorhome pulling a 30-foot trailer. So I got 70 feet of, of rig on one team. And in this downtown setting, is I'm, I'm stretched for space. I need every foot to get all these teams in. And we have 49 teams. We had 52. One had uh, trailer problems and one had some uh, personal problems. So, you know, we you know we keep it around 50 teams here. Yeah, it's, it, it's very impressive, some of these rigs. Like the, uh, you know, I was just talking to one fellow down the end here, uh, Chick Swine and Bovine. Right. He, He's he, actually a past he, champion. He, he lives in that thing. Yeah. yeah he, he moved from, I think, Virgin the East Coast and he's moved to Florida. Maryland to Florida, yeah. yep. And he uh, is an ex-prison guard. 
So, oh, he, and, and actually, he's big into the Operation Barbecue Relief. Yep. So he's uh, pushing that, and he travels around doing Operation Barbecue Relief. Yeah, right. Yeah, so good, so yeah. good. Yeah, you, you, you got a ton of the big names here. It's yeah. fantastic. It's some new teams this year from Florida and Virginia, and. A lot of the teams that have been coming for years, uh, you know, including Mr. Johnny Trigg over here, he's been coming all 16 years. This is our 16th year. And uh, he says, you've got some top-notch teams in here. One team right next to him, Buckshot, is actually leading KCBS points right now. All right. So wow. we are, we, it's, this is a destination. The way the community and, and all of the, the people in here in the city embrace uh, these teams that come in, they love it. They love it and they love being here. Yeah, it's it's obviously a very top spot. Yes. So what what would be the most challenging thing about putting on a competition like this? Getting the community involved. If the community really? if the community is not behind you, it's very difficult to get what you need from the city. Uh, the electricity, every spot we have here, over fifty five spots all has thirty amp power wow. and water that the city provides. Right. Uh, I, I was just I introduced you earlier to a guy that we went all over the country starting this 18 years ago, and he's business, and he said it's not rocket science; it's logistics. If we get the logistics down, after that, it's easy. Like, if we're looking at it, we've got what four city blocks on yes. on either side that right. is blocked out. So yeah, what, I, what I we call the, this along the railroad track here, the Canadian railroad track, we call it the parking mall for downtown. So yeah. we have lots of parking for downtown businesses. So we take this whole area for four days. So if they're obviously, if the public are resistant to it, then that's not going to happen. Exactly. So and then following up from that question, then what is the best thing about putting on a, a, a competition like this? The people you meet, the community that, that you uh, grow together on this, all these travel people you see, you may only see once a year. But you also see the, the great things that everybody provides to everybody. You know, we have one guy down here. He paid his money to compete. He, he said, you know, I don't feel like cooking, but we're going to have a hospitality tent here. So everybody gather here, and oh, we go wow. down there and have a couple of beers and, and relax at the end of the night and, and have fun. So free beer. How far down was he? It's down at the end, second to the last on the right. So beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> we right. actually we have a local brewery that on Thursdays we start we kick off this competition with what we call a pints and pairing, where we take beer from a local brewery called Gnarly Barley, and we pair it with the four meats, but we cook it differently. Uh, we had Jason Perigen, who is the facilitator for the Jack Daniels World Barbecue Championships, in as a guest chef. He lives in Dixon, Tennessee. And like he took a, a take on chicken and waffles, he took the chicken thighs, sliced it thin, had a waffle bowl, and did all kind of stuff with some edible flowers in it that matched with the beer. Oh, and, wow. And so it was, and I had a friend who drinks Miller beer. That's it. And he brought his own beer into the Price uh, <laughs> of And I said, come on, man. But he, he actually came to me later and said, I actually tasted the beer with the food, and it was, it was spot on, perfect. So we're going to do that again. That's our new format on doing that. Beautiful, man. That sounds fantastic. Look, uh, the judges have all just gone inside, so I'm right. guessing you're probably going to go inside. I have inside to go welcome and, the judges. And, and supervise. Yes, I, so, well, I just welcome them. And, and then my friend Deke, who helped start this, he still volunteers and heads up the, the judging. So they, I'll welcome him, and then he'll take over. Well, mate, thank you very much for your time, and you I appreciate it. you having me here. I'm glad you're here. Glad you could make it. This is Bronnie from 4670 Barbecue and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions.
Charcoal is a leader in the barbecue scene. Whether it's sponsoring festivals, supporting teams, or supplying fuels for your backyard cookouts. Their charcoal burns clean and hot and is also sustainable, renewable, eco-friendly, and 100% natural. Aware of their global responsibilities as an industry leader, their charcoal is made from an invasive species that is destroying valuable farmland in Namibia and Botswana. Clean Heat Charcoal empowers those African communities by offering employment opportunities to the locals they wouldn't otherwise have. There is also the benefit of returning the local ecosystem to a state of balance, benefiting the local farmers and their communities. It's easy to see why it's the fuel of choice of top competitive teams such as the Smoking Joint, Suck Knuckle Smokers and Smoke and Steel. With distributors nationwide, follow Clean Heat Charcoal on Facebook and Instagram to learn more. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's done and dusted at, uh, in, in here in Louisiana at the Hammond Barbecue Challenge. And now that the uh, that the dust has settled and it's time to relax, Robin from Wink's Barbecue is here to have a bit of a chat with me. How's the weekend been for you, Robin? It's been great. The weather has been absolutely beautiful. And Hammond is a great town. We love it. I've been really impressed at just how the whole community gets behind it. We've basically shut down two sides of the main street. It's incredible. Absolutely. They do a really good job here in Hammond. Uh, Jody and Eric both um, are very committed to the contest and to all of the uh, contestants, people who enter, and um, and all of the community who come and support it. You know, with all the vendors and all that, they're very good to get all that together. It's a it, it's a very good show, I do have to admit. So, how many years have you been coming to this festival? Um, I think this is our third year. I and what and what is it that keeps bringing you back? We just like him, and my husband was raised in Slidell, so it's really close to his roots. And right. and um, last year we um, won this contest, so oh we're wow, hoping, we're hoping to at least do well. So right, okay. So tell me about Wink's Barbecue. Um, we've been cooking since 2011. Um, I got a cooking class at Myron Mixon's cooking school nice. for my husband and I, um, kind of a surprise thing. And um, he's always been interested in barbecue. His family always cooked a whole hog every year, out, all the elders out over the fire, and you know, all night long, and then they shared all the, um, the good pork that they cooked. And um, so he always been interested in that, and then he kept following it. We were seeing, I don't think it was called Pitmasters way back then, but, you know, some of the barbecue shows that had Myron Mixon gotcha. on TV. Yep. And so I got us a class, and after the class, we decided to start competing. Um, we started in 2011, like I said. We competed in four contests. The very first contest we competed in was at Dothan. Myron was there. We got third-place chicken. Think, or second place chicken, one or the other. We won $400, and that was all it took. <laughs> that was all it took. Um, we we started buying more smokers and a bigger rig, and we cooked a really long time in a 14-foot trailer where we'd have to push everything out of the trailer and cook on the ground, and we paid our dues doing that. And after, you know, we were doing pretty well. Put the, put the money back in, you know, and so that we were able to get something a little nicer, this rig here. So um, we've we've had a lot of different kind of smokers, but we've kind of settled on what we have now, and uh, we're happy with it. On that topic then, can you tell me about what's inside the rig and, and what you're smoking on? Sure. Up front, so where we sleep, it's up over the cab of, I mean, over the bed of the truck. Um, it's a fifth wheel. It's a bed and 
The next part is like a living area with a slot out and bat full bathroom, which is really nice because you have to shower after you barbecue because oh, yeah. you're smoky and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and then there is a full commercial kitchen with a refrigerator, freezer, ice maker, stainless steel countertops, you know, stainless oh, sinks. Sounds like heaven. Stainless sinks. It's really nice. Um, and then out back is a porch that has gullwing doors that open, and uh, all of our smokers are out there. Makes and, it really easy. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm I'm at the stage where I'm still pushing my smoker up into a back of an 8x4 trailer. Yes. So, uh, you know, I've, I've still got the, the lower back sprains to prove it. So the idea of some of this, that's my idea of heaven. Right. So talking about the smokers, what, what smokers are you cooking with? Well, today we're using a drum smoker that was custom built by Jason Whitcomb. Um, he was the pitmaster, one of the pitmasters for Unknown Barbecue. That's an FBA, mainly FBA team down in South Florida. Anyway, he built this smoker. I saw it. I said, I have to have it. He wasn't willing to sell it right away. It was so his you, So personal. you stole it. Okay. No, no, no. It was his personal smoker, but um, he decided to sell it, so he contacted me, and, and we arranged to you know pay for it, and his dad actually bought, brought it about halfway for us. It's white pearl powder coated and it's the most beautiful smoker ever how do you keep it clean though you just it's powder coated you just you just, just, just clean wipe it. it down yeah okay, okay, cool. spray oven cleaner on it and wipe it um, well not exactly that but cleaner and, yeah, it, yeah. and it dissolves all the grease and it, you just rinse it off it's great oh lovely right and then we have a rectech a small rectech i don't know all those numbers but we have a big rectech at home mm -hmm. that we used to use now we use a smaller rectech um and it, you just turn it on and set it to whatever you want and 15 minutes it's up to temp and it holds that temp and it's a great little pellet smoker. We love that thing. And then we also have an old hickory, um, Ace, I think is what, which one we have. Right. And which is your personal favorite out of those three? Um, Probably the white one because you seem to, you, your eyes lit up when you talked about it. Well, so. I like the drum smoker. I really do because it's pretty. <laughs> but I mean, last weekend in Pensacola, I cooked um, homemade cinnamon rolls in the Rectech and they were the wow. best that a lot of people that tried them have ever eaten. So, yeah, I, I kind of like the Rectech. It's kind of like an oven. I yeah, like it. fair enough. So, it, it's not long now till awards. What, right? are you, what are you quietly crossing your fingers for? Um, we just want to hear our name call. You know, you just. You just want to get at least one call. You don't want to get skunked. So that's what we're hoping for. All right. Sounds good. Well, best of luck with it, and I hope to see you up there. Okay. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We've wrapped things up at uh, at the Hammond Barbecue Challenge here in uh, in beautiful downtown Hammond. And uh, I've got with me here Matt from Hot Wachula Barbecue. Mate, how's the weekend been for you? You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, it was uh, a nice trip in, kind of mellow last night. I thought everything was going good. I had a few little technical issues with the smoker, and uh, so I didn't get to sleep much. But you know, hopefully that's a good sign. Usually, the the more problems you have, if you have a flat, or if you have something, car trouble, or run out of gas, or smoke or something, you know, usually it's a good mojo for the hopefully for awards. But uh, I think everything turned out good. I think I closed four good lids. Uh, you know, in this field, I mean. You, you can't just get a call in one category and walk away with it. You got to get four top ten calls, you know, to win in this field today. It's yeah, tough. yeah. There's a lot of big names here. Yeah, definitely. There's there's probably ten of the top twenty teams in the country here. So it's uh, out of thirty teams, twenty five could win it. I, I'm pretty sure there's probably twenty five grand champions here. 
So it's going to be a it's going to be a tough field. Hopefully, I'm not sitting on my hands during awards. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be, mate. I'm sure you won't. Be. I hope not. I hope yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So you've got some pretty high tech looking smokers here. What are you cooking on? Well, I cook on a Rectech. Actually, that one worked like a champ. Uh, this is kind of my own my own brand. I call them Killer Smokers. It's kind of a, a cabinet uh, reverse flow that I actually added a hopper onto the side of it. Uh, that was what was giving me problems last night. So it actually has a charcoal box in the front. So I ran it th- with the charcoal version. And I was going to ask, what's what's Plan B if the technology? Yeah, in, yeah so it's, plan it's, got, a it's got a small charcoal basket in the front. So usually I do like a dual fuel, so I can get pellet heat and then the wood smoke. Uh, so I just went with charcoal and wood for the first half, and you know once I once everything got wrapped, you know it would go in there. Uh, actually, I cooked my pork in there from start to finish in the Rectech, uh, but it all worked out well. You know, it's uh, there's always something at a contest. You know, but <laughs> that's that's the thing. You know, you got to uh, adapt and overcome. You know, it's not. You know, people that cook a lot, it's not its not always, you know, cook by numbers, set it and forget it. There's always something, whether it's the power goes out or the weather's bad, or you just never know. So you, you've got to kind of tweak stuff and, you know, make adjustments along the way. Yeah, right, yeah. So tell me about Hot Wachulas. Whereabouts do you hail from? Uh, I'm from Lakeland, Florida, which is in between Tampa and Orlando. Um, actually, Hot Wachulas is my sauce company. So I, I make hot sauce, salsas, barbecue sauce condiment salad dressing so that's that's my day job and it just kind of morphed into me cooking so i could you know pick up more bottling business from from some of the other teams and uh it helped me get my brand out there and help me kind of get some street cred as far as like hey these sauces work you know not only for your home but in competition as well so and you've managed to engineer a lifestyle where your weekend sort of play thing of going to barbecue becomes completely tax deductible so my hat's off exactly and every grocery store trip and you know (laughs) and you know i I get to i get to travel i would love to come to australia you know coming up soon i've I've done i'm doing three more contests in europe this summer oh wow which Uh, ones are they i'm doing the transylvania contest i'm going to slovenia and I'm going to Amsterdam, and I, I did one in northern Italy in January, so I'll have four four contests in Europe this year. So I could insert a joke about what sort of smoke flavor profiles I go for in Amsterdam, but <laughs> hey, but they love it. I'd be I'd, I'd be I'd be picking low hanging fruits. So yeah, I'll, I know, I'll, I'll I know. just leave that one alone. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but yeah, there's no leftovers in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't imagine there would yeah. be. So that, that's going to be an exciting trip. So I, I you know I'm, I'm stoked to go there. So. So chicken, uh, pork ribs, pulled pork brisket. Yeah. What's your personal forte? You know, uh, I guess recently I've been doing pretty well on brisket. So uh, I think that's where I'm ranked the highest. Uh, you know, I think I should get a good pork call today. I think my, I've made some changes to my pork uh, process. So I think uh, that turned out really well. Uh, but usually it's been chicken. Chicken and, and brisket have been my top two categories. Uh, but here, you know, like I said, you got to cook all four. So, you know, you got to, I mean, rib, my ribs have been pretty solid. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things you got to be a good cook, turning good food, and you got to be lucky. You know, you got to hit the, the tables, you know, better scoring good, scoring high. I mean, you could hit a table where you might have one or two judges that just might be in a, having a bad day, or they might just be really tough judges. And, uh, you know, that could cost you a walk and, you know, cost you money, but. You know, it's kind of the luck of the draw. It's, it's part of the game, you know, isn't it? That's, that's why we cook 30, 40 contests a year, you know, because it, wow. it'll kind of even out. You know, sometimes, you know, you think you turn in great stuff and you don't get a call, and sometimes you can turn in stuff you don't think is all that great, and you can 
get a first place. So it's it evens out over time. So you know, a lot of people get in trouble when they if they don't get a call, they change something. You know, cook it cook it at least four times. Do do four contests in a row. Don't change anything. Uh, and then you'll get a good if you, if you get hammered four times in a row. Then then you, you know something's going to change. You, you know, either you're you're not cooking it right or your flavors are off. So uh, focus on cooking it right. You know, get your tenderness down, and you, you can you can adjust the taste. Uh, but the but the tenderness is what's gonna it's the hardest thing to get right every time. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's yeah. that's the rule. You know, some people are just chasing chasing the tail because they'll cook one, not get a call, change everything, cook another contest, man, that didn't work, change it again. And they're doing something totally different by like the third contest. I mean, they're they're buying a different cooker. I mean, everything's you know they're blaming everything else, but they're pro- but you know but them. So you know. That's why I say to everybody that's that's starting out, you know, cook four contests and then start tweaking it, you know. But try and cook it perfect and then then mess with the flavors later. Yeah, good advice. Yeah. Now, I'm really intrigued. Your trailer has balconies. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me about your trailer? Yeah, this is this is it's, it's a Heartland Edge. It's a 44, I think 44 and a half foot uh, fifth wheel toy hauler. So I converted the back uh, I added a sink in there and a prep table, so I kind of have keep all my smelly barbecue stuff in the back, so I, I'm not stinking up the inside. But it's uh, it's like a, it's a one bedroom, two bathroom, wow. freaking mobile cook home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I probably put about 80,000 miles on it since 2016. Oh wow! So it's I put at least thirty thousand miles on it a year. So it's uh, it's been to Washington D.C. to Colorado to. Uh, Kansas City to everywhere, so it's uh, it's kind of a pain to haul, but you know when you when you do so many, it's nice to have a, a real bed to sleep in and a nice hot shower. Uh, Mate, I'm I'm so jealous. I'm still in the I'm still in this stage of having to get three mates around to help me push my smoker <laughs> into the back of a six by four foot. Uh, you know, when I started, I had a I started I had a uh, it was a Dodge Caravan minivan. Yep. Just yep. rip, rip the seats out, and I had a backwoods party, a little tiny cooker, cooked everything in it, and had an easy up and a cot. And uh, it was, it, you know, it, it was kind of fun. But it was, it seemed more fun back then. I mean, now it's a lot more work. Uh, but you know, yeah, everybody, it's, it's, you kind of, you know, everybody starts at that. Then they move up, they get, you know, high class, and they get a landscape trailer. Yeah. So, again, that kind of moves into a cargo trailer. And then it moves up into you know all these uh, you know porch trailers and fifth wheels and stuff. But it's uh, you know it's uh, this actually is a great contest because it's uh, it reminded me of some of the European contests because everybody's walking around, everybody's hanging out. You know so- sometimes you can go to contests, especially if the weather's bad. Everybody's in their rigs, staying warm or staying dry, and you know you don't really get to socialize. But yeah, yeah. you know here in Louisiana, I mean everything's about food, and uh, and the people here have been great. So it's it's been nice to walk around and meet everybody. And, yeah. And chill out. That's the fun part about these contests. Yeah, no doubt, mate, no doubt. Look, I'm going to say thanks for your time. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks it was very nice much, to meet you. and thanks for being part of the show. Absolutely, no problem. Anytime. I hope to see you in Australia soon. Me too. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, folks. Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It is done and dusted at the beautiful Hammond Barbecue Challenge in downtown Hammond, literally in the middle of downtown. It's unbelievable. With me right now, I've got Byron from ButtRub.com. Mate, how are you? Uh, everything's great, man. Glad to be here. And how's the festival been for you? Yeah, you know, this is one of the best events around. You know, they, they treat you real well around here. The hospitality is fantastic. The food is amazing. 
you know, Louisiana folks are uh, hard to beat. It's good to be here. Absolutely. I've been running around trying little bits of food here and there. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the South is known for its hospitality, and then Louisiana has its own little flair because they've got their own unique history within a within the subset of the general south, southern population. So uh, they're proud of uh, the food around here, and they've got great cooks uh, beyond barbecue. So it's just a special event. We love coming here. And whereabouts in the country do you hail from? Well, uh, Butt Rubbed Company is in the Florida Panhandle. That's only about four and a half hours east of here. So it's this is a regional contest for us. Right, okay, so being from Florida then, do you see much of a difference in the style of barbecue between Florida and Louisiana? Well, you know, of course, um, as far as the competition barbecue goes, everybody's shooting for the same things as far as balance, tenderness, appearance. There's not a great big diversity with as far as, now Louisiana cooking in and of itself is very different from the cooking where we're from in Florida, but when it comes to competition barbecue, we have a lot more common than we do differences. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, that everybody cooks rather towards KCBS than they do presenting their own sort of region. So. Yeah, the judges, you know, they're looking for three categories. It's uh, appearance is, I mean, it's got to look good or it don't. And uh, tenderness, it, it, you know, that's defined, it, you know, not being mushy and not being tough, just right in the middle. So that's, there's not a whole lot of regional influence on either one of those. Flavors where you would get individual uh, a cook's individual ability to, to do his thing or her thing, and then the regions influence that. But still, even with that, you're looking for a balance. It's got to just have a nice orchestrated pal. You know, it's just got to all come together. Um, can't be too salty, can't be too hot. Uh, it's just It's just got to bite into it, and you may not know why you like it, but you got to love it. And, and that just means everything's working together in balance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, on, on that topic of flavor profiles, tell me about Bad Byron's Butt Rub Barbecue Seasoning. Uh, our product has been around since our 22nd year. I started this in 1997. Wow. And uh, in our region, you know, you, you couldn't even buy rubs at the store. No one knew what it was. So we, we had a hard time at first, but people who tried it liked it, and it was word of mouth, and it was a grassroots thing. Next thing you know, we're getting into grocery stores, and uh, you know, ten years later, all the big companies, you know, they got a rub now. So it's it's just uh, it was just kind of meant to be. We've just caught um, the right time, the right place, the right name, and it's got a, a well received, you know, a, a very versatile popularity, and that's why we're still in business. But uh, there are a lot of good rubs on the market, but this is something that people buy it for barbecue, but it winds up being an all-purpose seasoning for them. So uh, we're, we're really uh, glad that our customers have been giving us all these years. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we're, and we feel like we're just getting going. You know, there's, there's other parts of the country that we still haven't penetrated, and there's other places in the world now that are catching on the barbecue. So it's always exciting uh, going forward. Yeah, no doubt, mate, no doubt. So what influences you then when you're designing a new recipe for your uh, company? As far as the company goes, you know, we have other products, but we, we make our living selling butt rub, you know. Like, we, we're coming up with a butt rub barbecue sauce that uh, is coming out soon, and, you know, that's just a response to the 21 years of competition barbecue that I've been involved with. So, uh, but I think, I think we'll always be the butt rub company who has other products, you know. So we stay focused on what works, and, and that's, that's what's worked for us, and 
Uh, we don't mind, you know, having other products, but that's where we kind of keep our eye on the ball on that deal, you know. Sounds good, yeah. mate. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, eh? <laughs> yes. Go with what works, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And speaking of what works, what have you been cooking on this weekend? What have you been, uh, like, what, what smokers are you using? Well, uh, this is only my second time out with my new cooker, and uh, we can take a look at it if you want to a little later. It's yeah. uh, old school. Uh, it's a propane tank. The tank itself is about 40 years old. But I just had it built, so it's a brand new old cooker. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, old school. Yeah, and I love it. It's it's a, it's a Central Texas style. Goes through a lot of wood, a lot of combustion, a lot of clean burn, um, and a lot of the, the same style cookers have insulated fireboxes and all that, make it easy to operate. But this is a non-insulated firebox by design, so it goes through more wood and it burns real clean. Puts a really nice bark to the to the meat. Uh, so kind of new to it so we got a little learning still you know but i love it i love it excited about it so so yeah. when you said that it's uninsulated by design why did you uh, choose to go uninsulated over insulated well, that's mostly the firebox because that's how they do it out, out in texas it's a robust fire and combustion is normally your combustion's here with an insulated firebox with uninsulated your combustion's up to here and you go through more wood. And you think, well, man, are you over-smoking it? But when you burn it clean, in other words, there's no visible smoke, it's just burning clear, um, you could put an enormous amount of wood to it and, and you, you, it is real smooth wood flavors. So you only taste too much smoke when you burn it dirty. And when you see, and this is like a paper mill, the white you're doing smoke? the wrong yeah. thing, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sounds good, mate, sounds yeah. good. So yeah. we're, we're drawing up to the awards here soon. What are you uh, quietly crossing your fingers for? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm usually pretty much of an optimist. And all I can say is, is we did substantially better than last time, our first time out. <laughs> and making progress, uh, I would be really happy to get a call or two, but I'm not there yet. You know, I've been doing it long enough to know when I'm really on my game, when I really feel like I could win. Uh, be satisfied with, with, with getting a name call or two in four categories. Be real nice to, to get, you know, a top a top ten award or two. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, give me give me a few contests and we'll be ready to win with this thing. Sounds so, good, mate. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, look I'm gonna say th uh, th thanks for your time. Yes sir. And uh, best of luck with it at the awards. Um, pleasure meeting. Thank you. You too. Yes sir. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We've wrapped up at the uh, Hammond Barbecue Challenge here in beautiful downtown Hammond. And ladies and gentlemen, it's Johnny Trigg. How's the weekend been, sir? It's been lovely so far, but we haven't got to the awards yet. Nah, well then the, uh, the, the best part is still to come then, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. For some, some and others it won't be. <laughs> no, it'll be uh, heartbreaking for some, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, so tell me, how many years have you been coming to this festival? Uh, this is the 16th year I've been to all of them. Every single one? Every single wow. one. Wow. Every year I say I ain't coming back, but here I am. <laughs> so so what is it about this festival then that does keep you uh, coming back every year? Uh, oh, I have a lot of good friends that are cooks here, and, and I get Eric let some new ones in. In fact, I brought four four new teams here this year right there. I've never cooked it right there. And it's just a good, well-organized cook-off. 
I've been very impressed with how um, with how in, involved the community's been. So we've blocked off all the yeah. the, the, the yeah. main street of town. It's just and, fantastic. And, uh, and the mayor and the city council and all that, they're 100% back at it. And uh, they take care of, uh, of the cook-off. And, and in fact, they'd like to expand it more, but uh, Eric don't want to get it larger, which I don't blame it. I, I don't think he's physically got any more uh, real estate to move into. I think yeah, we've, uh, Well, they could go all the way to the, that tree line down there, but Eric, and in fact, the mayor wanted to. Eric said no. It, it takes a lot of manpower to put on these contests. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in your years in, in competition barbecue, how have you seen the scene evolve? How what? How have you seen the scene, the, 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 oh, the barbecue changes scene evolve? Right there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting more and more people cooking it. Uh, the cookers are getting more and more better, better at it, and uh, it's just uh, a lot of fun right there. For every cook-off that folds his door, there's usually three take its place right there. So it's uh, becoming more and more competitive, and I foresee it, fortunately not in my lifetime, but I can see this like a PGA golf tournament right there, have major sponsors and so on and so forth. Uh, when, when I first started in 1990, uh, the entry fees were $25. Oh, wow. <laughs> there was no prize money. And uh, you got some sort of wood plaque or something like that. That's all it was. Okay. Just literally doing it for the glory. Yeah, you're true. Not anymore. <laughs> it's expensive to do this. Yeah, but yeah no doubt. Yeah. Buying meat and transportation and cookers and, and all that. Speaking of the cooker, can you tell me what you got here? This is uh, what you call a jambo cooker. It's a stick burner right there. And it's the, one of the finest cook cookers in the world. And Jamie Gear, who owns the company right there, he's a very good friend. I've known him over 30 years. And I had the second one he ever made in, in uh, 1963. Oh, wow. He had the first one. And uh, presently, I own three of them. Jambo. He said, Well, you got so many of them. And my response is, You play golf? Is it it? Let me set the clubs you have. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's great. And these cookers here, he shifts them all over the world. Right there. Right there. So they're very good. Yeah, fantastic. Of the four hand ins that you've done this, this weekend, what do you think is going to be your, your strongest performing today? I quit predicting that uh, a long time ago. Cause what I think is good and what the judges think is two different things. So, all right, all right. So which so which were you personally most happy with then? Uh, pork, I wasn't happy with that. But, uh, that may be the best suit, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out at five o'clock. Yeah. But, I, but I'm known as a rib king right there, right there. But, uh, I'm getting older right there. My, my wife and I both, we turned 80 last year and she's getting burned out. And, I still like to go. I don't the cook as good as I used to, but I, I still love it. Love it. Yeah. Right so how many competitions are you still doing a year at the moment? Right now I'm going to cut way back. I just did my taxes and I only did 21 last year. Only 21? Well, I usually do, I used, most I've ever done is 45. Wow. Right there. Now, we got this motor over here. We bought it brand new. It's got 276,000 miles on it. All but 2,000 of it is all cooking. Oh, wow. So um, I love it. And uh, uh, 
you got so many good people that are doing it out there. I have so many good friends right there. So right now I'm tired, wore out. Give me a couple of days rest and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, mate, speaking of which, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, not take up any more of your time. I'm going to say thanks very much. Yes, sir. And, uh, and best of luck at the awards. Thank you. All right, bud. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. So I'm in downtown Hammond at the Hammond Barbecue Challenge. Things have wrapped up for the day, but not before I speak to my good mate here, Kelly from the Smoking Butt Crew. Mate, with a name like that, you must be all about barbecue, obviously. How's well, the weekend been for you? Well, we kind of, this is the first contest of the year. We had kind of a rough outing today. So oh, no. we don't expect a whole lot, but you know, maybe we luck up and get a call would be great but I'm not expecting to do very well today. All right, well. But that's all right. We were having a great time. It was a fantastic contest. We couldn't have ordered better weather. Uh, great food, great music. I highly recommend it to anybody that could get here. Only problem is there's a wait list to get in this contest. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very popular You really one. have to know somebody or pay somebody off to get in. <laughs> or, or, or bump somebody off. Yeah, that's right, or bump somebody off. <laughs> uh, we've had to do that too. But. <laughs> and the barbecue world just got very, very dark. Okay. That's right. So, so, so tell me what's been happening world. this weekend for you. you. You said things didn't go to plan. What happened? Well, you know, first contest of the year, you, 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 you think you have everything you need and you forget a couple of things and then, you know, uh, you forget how to barbecue. We've been doing it for about 15 years and uh, it seems like I start over every year in the, in the first start of the season. But um, we just had a kind of a rough brisket for whatever reason. That's usually our go-to category. But uh, who knows? I'm, a, I'm pretty hard on myself. Oh, I'm, right, I'm yeah. my worst enemy, you know, my own worst enemy. Oh, we always are. Yeah, yeah. we always are. So when it, when it comes to brisket, what uh, what brand do you prefer to use or breed do you prefer? We use Snake River Farms uh, Wagyu briskets. Um, been using them for 10 years uh, and have real good luck with them. They're very consistent. I just, I don't know. You know, it, it was, I'm sure it was my fault and how I prepared it or injected it or something, but... Uh, it just wasn't my strongest category. That is part of competition barbecue. I, I, I know that when I compete, I'll, I'll use the same brand of everything. I'll cook it the exact same way. And one weekend I'll get a call out. The next weekend I'm barely off the bottom. Well, the, that's exactly right. So, you know, um, that's part of it. And it's, that's what makes it competitive barbecue. But it's good, all good. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said that this is the start of your season. How many comps do you usually do in a year? I try to do 10, but it usually works out about eight. You know, I have a, I'm still a working guy. I work, you know, about 60 hours a week. So I hear I, that. I really <laughs> have to plan the contest. We're going to, we've got uh, six on schedule this year, and uh, we're part of the Alabama Barbecue Association, so we try to hit at least five to be in contention for Alabama's team of the year. That's really the only thing I can go after. Fair enough. Now, that's interesting that you said that you're from Alabama. How does, or what uh, what sort of flavors or styles would you say typifies Alabama-style barbecue? Well, you know, we were talking about that too. Um, if you really could change your flavor profile, depending on what region of the country you cook, I'm not that good to change. I just, <laughs> I just try to do my, my, my own recipes that I do every weekend uh, we cook. I think it's probably, you know, uh, uh, more sweet than savory in Alabama. Um, you know, it's definitely not a Texas brand barbecue. Uh, 
they like a little bit of heat, but you know, naturally the men like a little heat more than the women, but my, all my stuff has a little heat on it, you know. So I don't know what Alabama's exact style is. We're famous for white barbecue sauce, white barbecue sauce yes. with chicken. And I don't, I don't know of anybody that tries that. No, I, I, I love that Alabama white sauce. It is so. good. It, it's good on chicken. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, I guess that's what we're known for. I know one of our good buddies, uh, Chris Lilly from Alabama, you know, Big Bob Gibson. Absolutely, yep. And they have on their bottle that, you know, they won first place in that category, white barbecue sauce. The only thing it doesn't tell you is they were the only competitor in that contest when they won first place. <laughs> Let's <laughs> not tell those fantastic. secrets. <laughs> Love it. All right, so tell me about your smoker here, mate. Uh, it's a Jambo. Um, we've had a couple of them over the years. Uh, this one's a couple of years old. It's a J3. It's the best pit out there. Uh, there's probably 30 or 40 Jambos here this weekend. I have seen a lot of Jambos there's, and Rectex. Uh, a lot of Jambos. Um, a lot of Texas barbecuers are here. They, they hit the Louisiana contest. I think it's the best smoker out there. It makes you look a lot better than you really are. Um, <laughs> it's easy to run. You just don't get any sleep. But other than that, uh, I think it's the best pit made. Jamie's a good friend of mine, and I think he does a great job. Yeah, they're, they're obviously very popular for a reason, yeah. Yeah, yep. easy to use. That's yeah. that's that's the that's the best best thing about them. Yep, no doubt. All right, so we're we're closing in on um, awards time soon. So I'm going to say thanks very much for your time. Thanks, man. And really nice best to meet you. Yeah, yeah you thanks too. a lot. I appreciate it. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. If you're looking for your next barbecue smoker or grill, Jagged Woodfire has got what you need. Owners Julianne and Glenn are multiple award-winning barbecue competitors who've even traveled to the US to compete at the World Barbecue Championships in Houston, Texas. Based out of Perth and shipping nationwide, Jagged is one of the largest pit builders in the country and has an ever-growing lineup of meat cooking machinery. Not only do they have their now famous smoker ovens, they are also producing incredibly efficient gravity-fed cabinet smokers and some of the most stylish asado grills you're ever gonna see. Jagged is also well known for amazingly detailed custom work, ranging from backyard designs all the way to installations in commercial kitchens. Proudly Australian designed, owned and manufactured, you can find out more at jaggedwoodfire.com.au, spelled J-A-G-R-D. Once again, head to jaggedwoodfired.com.au, spelled J-A-G-R-D, to learn more. What about this weather all weekend, huh? You can't ask for anything better. And look, thank y'all for coming out for our 16th annual Smoking Barbecue Challenge. Without the Backyard Boogie, the sponsors that we have, uh, would be possible. The pros over here are great additions to us. We love it, and uh, they make they they're the draw factor, I guess you could say. But but y'all make the money over here. I appreciate it. We all do. All right, we're gonna call out fourth place in the Chicken Little. Then we'll go to site decoration. Caliento Brothers. Here they come. To the front. 
Donald Duck Dude Trophy, Backyard Barbecue Republic. Fourth place, a guy, a girl, and it's me.
Second place, Back Porch BBQ. Boy. And number one, backyard ribs, Louisiana smoking butts. Our lead top ten overall, and number one, come up for your trophy, uh, your your glass trophy for the Walmart Backyard Boogie Championship. Number ten. Overall, is it done yet? Number nine, Big Cat BBQ. Number eight, Pile of Bones. Number seven, Daily Star. Number six, Louisiana Smoking Butts. Number five, Whole Smoke, Holy Smoke. Number four, Back Porch BBQ. Number three, Jerry Q. <laughs> Number two, Miss Lou's BBQ. You don't, you don't get anything. <laughs> All right, and the, and the 2019 grand champion of the backyard, the Walmart backyard boogie, is Old Joe's BBQ. Start the 2019 Miller Lite KCBS chicken category. We're paying down the tenth place, so y'all come up and get your uh, get your stuff. Tenth place, Fergalicious BBQ. Ninth place, Chuao. Eighth place, chilling and grilling. Seventh place, razor rack barbecue. Sixth place, fire dancer BBQ. All right, starting the, the bigger trophies. Fifth place, smoking triggers. Come on, old man, get up. Fourth place, smoke this. Third place, Cajun Blaze. Second place, Redneck Scientific. And I'm sorry I scared all you knocking on the door before Brisket turned in. Grand champion of the chicken, the first place in the chicken, buttrub.com. Now we're starting pork ribs, fifth place. Y'all help Johnny up again. Smoking triggers. Nine, checkered pig. Eighth place, Razor Rack Barbecue. Seventh place, Fire Dancer BBQ. Fifth place, Barrel Fever BBQ. 
six, oh, I'm sorry, I missed one, hold up. Sixth place, Cereal Griller. Fifth place, Barrel Fever. Fourth place, Lang BBQ. Lang, all right. Third place, Fergalicious Barbecue. Second place, Hunky Tonk Smokers. First place, pork ribs with a check from Smithfield. Habitual smokers. Pork guy category. Fifth place, razor rack barbecue. Ninth place, Fergalicious barbecue. Three calls there. Eighth place, smoking in the bandits. Seventh place, Bayou Boogie. Sixth place, Checkered Pig. Fifth place, War Pig, BBQ. Fourth place, Cajun Blaze. Third place, Blue Bloods. Second place, Buckshot Barbecue. First place, Smithville with a Smithville check in the pork. Iowa Smokey D's BBQ. All right, brisket, fifth place, Texas pepper jelly. Ninth place, Cajun Blaze. Eighth place, Barrel Fever BBQ. Seventh place, Fergalicious Barbecue. Six, Chili to Grilling. Five, Smoking in the Bandits. That was a backyard team that I had someone back out and they came over to the pro side. They've got two calls. Fourth, Blind Hog BBQ. Third, Red Deck Scientific. Second place in the brisket, Razor Rock BBQ. And first place in the brisket, the 2019 BBQ is Iowa Smoky D's. All right, top 10, y'all come up because you have money. Smithfield uh, gave us a grant. 10th place, Fire Dancer BBQ. 
Ninth place overall, Buckshot BBQ. Eighth place, Smoking Triggers. Seventh place, Chillin' and Grillin'. Sixth place overall, Checkered Pig. Fifth place overall, Iowa Smoky D's. Fourth place, Redneck Scientific. Third place overall, Fergalicious BBQ. Second place, Reserve, Glass Trophy, Cajun Blaze. And the grand champion of the 2019 Heavy BBQ, Razor Rack Barbecue. With a score of 693.0628. Hey, like I said, the, the Bentley's still open. Y'all please go down and get some, some good barbecue. Joey's been working his tail off. We'll take care of that. And there you have it, family, the 2019 Hammond Barbecue Challenge. What a weekend and what a way to kick off this U.S. road trip. I have to give a huge shout-out of thanks to Eric Fares for having me on board and, of course, the competitors I interviewed for sharing their precious time with me. I can't wait to get back there again next year. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Hail Mary Tees, the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook, and if you have a minute, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate, and review the show. The ratings and reviews trigger the algorithms and make Apple distribute the podcast further and wider, so they are really important and very much appreciated. And that's the end of the show. Till next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>